0: once again zara and i are chatting and talking before the show and then look at the clock and go oh crap it's time to start i guess we should talk to you guys i guess we should cheers cheers happy happy wednesday Wednesday. how are you and how is everybody else doing
1: i am good yeah it is wednesday i don't know how it's wednesday
0: (laughs) it's just like zooming by all of the time just zooms right by i don't know oh don't my even gosh even, i don't even understand anymore
1: no yeah. uh the good news is that we are live on facebook today
0: Woo! and it's actually working we're also live on youtube right? steve is here already awesome hello steve um, hey we were just talking about you yeah we were it's, uh, it's funny I'm, on my end it says zara ashby just joined i'm like is here <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> yes i am <laughs>
0: My wife said it would be better if somebody wasn't drinking all of the good wine. (laughs) That would be the wine I'm drinking.
1: (laughs) Well, what are you drinking? It's It's called
0: True Story. It's from a local, well, not local, but it's from a Wisconsin vineyard um, down in New Glarus. Oh, okay. And it's this really amazing summery. It's not a strawberry wine, but it has strawberry notes. And it's just like super crisp and refreshing and just delightful to drink. So that's what I'm drinking today.
1: Nice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'll take my first sip. I've been waiting for it to start. We're going to take a weekend um, soon-ish, I think, down there and go visit and probably buy another case of wine.
1: Ooh, you should send me some. Uh, (laughs) Just
0: saying. Well, I could bring some to Chicago.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Right? that's good.
0: Although, I don't know how you... uh, Are you checking bags?
1: Uh, I have to. Okay.
0: So then you you can be
1: Because I'm bringing a camera bag, which will be my carry-on.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: But I'm also flying southwest, which means I can... Take as many, well, not as many, but I don't think I need more than more than the two checked bags. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I can make it more, but, you right. know.
0: <laughs> yeah, just pack up the house, you know.
1: Who <laughs> needs the crap in here anyway? Right.
0: yeah, who needs this stuff? All right, we got Harry here. Steve said I got another quote request from my uh, ad last night for a Big Family Outdoor shoot. She nice. uh, sent over the quote with info, now waiting. That's awesome uh harry says i've missed the last few weeks due to work that's totally understandable totally cool glad you're here today though and john john lewis is here says john is in the building (laughs) in the virtual building in the virtual building right all right so what the heck are we doing today zara
1: we are gonna talk about websites
0: yes oh frank's here too frank just joined us on youtube hello frank how's it going
1: hey hey we haven't seen Frank in a few days. Or yeah, a few... I think Frank's
0: been busy, too.
1: Everyone's busy. Jeez, guys. It's like you have a life or something. <laughs> right?
0: Man. It's like you have something better to do than sit here and right. watch us. <laughs> and drink How wine. How could that be? Right, and drink wine. <laughs> that, that I don't
1: know. That I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, websites. Websites. We're going to talk about websites because... It's really important to have a good, I think, online presence. Yes, um, I think most of us would agree with that, and uh,
0: you know, I actually I, I want to say that uh, I would think you would think that most people would agree, but I I keep finding that that is just not true, and so uh, I actually want to take just a moment to to just talk about why it's important to have a website, right? Uh, and. Because people think, oh, you know, my Instagram or my Facebook or my whatever. Like, you know, that's where everybody is anyway, so why don't right. just use that? And I've built my whole business there. And that's great. Like, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, my, I built my whole business on YouTube, right? But I have a right. website. And here's the thing. YouTube can go away. Instagram can go away. Facebook changes the algorithm. Instagram does the same thing. YouTube does the yep. same thing, right? You don't own or control that platform. You technically own your content on that platform, but the platform itself- Technically. (laughs) Yeah, technically. But the platform itself is not yours, and you basically have zero control over what happens on that platform. Other than your ability to produce content and put it out there on that platform. Yeah. But a website, that's yours. You own it. It's your home on the internet. It's the thing that will always be there, provided you maintain it. And you control it. You control the content. You control the look. You control what it does. You control what it doesn't do. All of that stuff is yours. And that is why you have to have a website. Even if your your business is built on some other platform or some other whatever, you've got to have a website.
1: Well, and I think the thing that people forget too is like – you know how like back in the day storefronts like if you were selling a product or Mm -hmm. even a service like storefronts were important because people wanted to go there because it was more personal like it was you it was you know they could shake your hand now your website is you like your instagram your facebook your youtube that's the handshake right and then Mm -hmm. handshake gets you in the door and people want to see that website um i had my website down for a couple of months while we were like reworking things and switching back to photo biz from uh, WordPress and I actually had a significant number of people go, um, don't you have a website? Right. Yep. And I was like, Oh, you know, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram and they're like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But having, having a home, having that like virtual storefront I think is really important. And, you're right, like you don't own the content on anything else. So like when Facebook shuts down or mm. if we have another just like last week, we had that whole um, glitch with it with Facebook and Instagram where pictures weren't loading. And if you are a photography business or if you're any business that had that depends on those photos on your web or on Facebook and Instagram, you are kind of shit out of luck.
0: yeah, yeah and and the other issue too is, um, this is a small thing to think about, but it is part of the equation. It's like, you present your photos on your website and you control the presentation of them. What's around exactly. them and what's not around them. And the quality of the image there that you upload. Right. On Facebook, Facebook, you know, litters all the ads and all the other trash around it and the different posts. And, you know, whatever else they're doing and they compress the shit out of it because it's Facebook and they're hosting, you know, a quadrillion, you know, whatever, however many damn images and they have to be as tiny as possible because that's server space and whatever. And that's all stuff that is a detriment to what you're trying to do. It can be helpful. I'm not saying Facebook or Instagram or whatever. You shouldn't be there. They're great
1: marketing tools and you should be
0: there. Yes, Exactly. So, but that's
1: what they are. Your, fa- yeah. your Facebook and your Instagram are marketing tools mm-hmm. to help push people go to your product, which is on your website.
0: Right, right. And you could almost think of like Facebook, whatever, as the business card of the Internet. Right. And then the website is your, your storefront.
1: Well, and just like I think it goes to men- – or it's important to mention like Google doesn't pick up Instagram and Facebook for your SEO. Right. It picks up your website and your blog, though. Mm-hmm. And so Google is still the number one search engine. Like, yes, people will search for things on Facebook or Instagram, but Google is still your number one search engine. And when people are searching for, you know, local wedding photographer, local mm-hmm. woodworking, whatever, your Facebook isn't going to pop up, but your website will.
0: Right. And, like, and unless
1: you are cool. searching for someone's specific business name or whatever – Facebook and Instagram won't pop up in a Google search.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you try to search on Facebook and Instagram, I'm sorry, but their search their search results are typically trash. You know, right. it's hard to find anything useful when you're like searching on Facebook. That's one of the things that, that I get most frustrated about on Facebook. Like you see a post and you're like, oh, I wanna look at that. And then Facebook decides, oh, this is the exact time I'm gonna refresh your feed. And then that fucking right. post is just gone to the world. You try to search for yeah. it. You go to that person's You go to that person's page and it's just like it's fucking vaporized, right? But it's you're buried. Oh my god, yeah. So so stuff like that, right? You can you can't control any of that on Facebook, but you can on your website. So
1: right.
0: yeah. So Drew Drew is here. Hey Drew. Drew says, a uh, website, I need one of those. All right. Drew, you definitely yes. need a website. <laughs> And my wife said, 27-year-old partner in Books Don't Review Themselves does not think a website is important. Maybe the younger generation doesn't use it as much.
1: I don't don't agree with that. I think they just don't know the value of it. I'm not very much older than that. And uh, I 100% believe that you need a website. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and here's the thing too, right? Like my websites haven't been updated in probably two almost three years actually three years because the last time they got updated was i was still pregnant and when i was whatever state we were in for imaging PhotoBiz, who runs my website their guys were like you need to send us new images we need to update your website right um <laughs> so you know they updated both all three of my sites about three years ago Um, and that's something I need to do. I do need to go through and update it, you know, put up new information, put up new images. Long story short, it's three years old technically, and it's still getting me the results I needed to get.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have something that's put together well, that has the pertinent information, uh, it'll do the work for you. It's obviously a good idea. And we can, we'll talk about this as we do the critiques to, regularly update your work but if you have quality work that represents the work that you do on your website and you have a website that is working for you then it can almost be almost not entirely but almost be a set it and forget it kind of thing
1: right and you can you can for for the most part like if you are wanting to use it for seo and things like that you do probably need to update it a little bit more often but Mm -hmm. in general it's, it's definitely something that I think can kind of live on its own. It's not something that needs daily attention like right. your social media sites do. Right, right. Um, All right. So I think it should, it'll, we should start off with yeah. talking about kind of the elements of what creates a good website, at least in our opinion. I'm sure there's yeah. a million and five other people who will tell you differently, and it's up to you to, who to listen to. But this is kind of like where we feel websites are important and the elements that should be included i think the most important thing is does your website actually showcase the service and the products you are selling and then from there you know does you know do you have a good design do you have good descriptions do people know who you are and what you're selling um is it seo optimized seo effective um, is there a call to actions like contact us, book us, things like that. And mm-hmm. then obviously do you have analytics set up with Google analytics?
0: And some of this stuff is intimidating when you just say it, right? Like when you just say, right. um, SEO, like, you know, what the fuck does What that the hell mean? is it? Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So to be clear, SEO means search engine optimization, which really means Google optimization, because when we're talking about search engines, we're basically talking about Google. But the basic idea is that SEO means that your uh, website is d- designed to give Google the information and juice that it needs to rank your website. And you can you can dive deep into the world of SEO, uh, but... I think the key to good SEO is really just keeping it simple. That is, um, you know, making sure your pages are titled correctly, uh, making sure that the content on the pages has the keywords that you want. You don't stuff keywords, which means repeat wedding 43,000 times, but that you have the keywords on the pages that if you are blogging on your website, which is something we'll talk about, your, your blog content augments the services and, and the products that you're trying to sell and additionally is tagged and has keywords in the content and has a title that reflects all of those things. That's basically the simplified version of search engine optimization. You can go deep, deep, deep into it, but essentially you want to think that your entire website is designed to tell Google that you are a wedding photographer, as an example. Right? Which means that it should be focused entirely around that. And it can have other stuff on it. I'm not saying it should, you know, it it doesn't necessarily have to only be weddings. But the more content on there that talks about weddings, that is wedding content, All of that sort of stuff is gonna help Google rank you. Location information is also helpful in that for the region you're trying to book for. Um, And one last thing I wanna mention for that is something that's often ignored but that can be a huge help for SEO is adding alt titles and captions to your images on your website. This is stuff that doesn't necessarily show to people when they come to your website. But on the back end, when you upload images, you should have an option to be able to add the alt text and the caption. And that's something that Google will index. And if it says, you know, uh, wedding photo from something, something, whatever, Google's gonna see that and that's gonna help the SEO.
1: So on that note, what I actually do is I, when I title my images, so I don't just Leave the random numbers when I'm right. putting out final images, for, even for my clients, is I will actually put in, I do city, mm-hmm. what it was, and the exact location. So I'll do, you know, Denver wedding photographer or photography, um, Keystone Mountain Resort or Keystone, you, you know, ski resort. And then I'll put in date and whatever to identify it for myself. And so even if my clients go to post it somewhere, It has that title, Mm -hmm. and now it's picking it up in there as well. The other thing that it really is helpful for, I've had people, um, labs, that will actually contact me and say, hey, we know this is your photo. Did you give these Mm. clients permission to print it if they don't have a print release that they submitted with it? So that's kind of nice too, (laughs) instead of it being like a random number.
0: Right, right. And a quick clarification too is, so that's the actual image – um, you're talking Title. about the file yep. name, right? Yep,
1: saving the file as like that specific. I know
0: it's like long, but right. it but works. It, it gives the information. The other thing to do is think about the actual metadata that's embedded into the image, because mm. that's that's another way that Google, if you if that metadata is maintained when you export it out of, say, Lightroom, as an example, yep, then that's that's information that Google will pick up with the search engine crawling as well, and that can help further optimize. All right, so we got a bunch of comments here. Should we catch up on those real quick? I think so. All right, so uh, Steve said he's honestly been having a hard time finding somebody to really look at the website and give it a critique uh, and and on what could benefit it. So he's excited for this. That's awesome. Uh, we'll definitely we're definitely going to spend some time taking uh, talking about your websites. He says I also think I'm priced too cheap and need to raise. Uh, I've been told that by someone in the business that does very well doing weddings and families and portraits. That to Maybe me Maybe we'll just, do
1: a pricing one. <laughs> yeah,
0: a quick pricing look up too. Yeah. Uh, Drew points out something that we have on our notes to talk about, which is how important it is. Drew says, as far as your website, it needs to be mobile friendly. That is a huge turn off if it won't load on my phone. Um, yes. But here's the deal. Um, it's not only a turn off if, if it won't load on your phone, it's actually, actually going to make your website perform worse. you want to tell them why Zara? Uh,
1: but hold on, we're talking <laughs> mobile friendly.
0: <laughs> yep, we're talking mobile friendly okay
1: so this is funny because we were i was like trying to like look up the statistics for this and the best thing i could find on a lot like a short notice because you know we're last minute is a study from 2015 and so in 2014 when they did research 60 percent of internet traffic comes from mobile devices and this was five years ago in 2014 mm-hmm. and so if 60 percent in 2014 even let's say it hasn't risen which we know it has of traffic is coming from mobile devices. Like, you are losing so much business if your website isn't loading on a phone. Right. So much business. (laughs) Like, I do most of my shopping on my phone. Right. I have computers galore, but my computers are used primarily for editing and email responses.
0: For for working. (laughs)
1: Right. I do my shopping, like I do my grocery shopping on my phone. I do my Amazon shopping on my phone. I book people on my phone. So yeah, if you're not mobile friendly, that's mm-hmm. it's not good.
0: Yeah, the, the, the other thing is that Google will actually push your website down in the rankings if it is not mobile friendly. Like Google flat out is saying this and telling people this. They're saying, if your website is not mobile friendly and mobile optimized, you're not going to rank well. So that is an absolute must for your website. It's not it's not just about the users. It's obviously in the end about them because you want them to find your website and be able to access it, but they're not gonna find it if it's not mobile friendly. And the reason Google is punishing not mobile friendly websites is because they know Everybody's moving towards mobile, uh, and and that's going to only become more and more prominent. Uh, computers are always going to have their place, but it's going to be you know not too long from now that ninety to you know ninety plus percent of all web traffic to all websites will come from mobile devices. And it's just the way of the future.
1: I, I mean, just think about how many. You know, kids of the younger generation, we should say, um, don't even have laptops or desktop computers. They have phones and tablets.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. Exactly.
1: So, you know, I know several people. I mean, one of my really good friends, she's back in school, and she does all of, like, her homework and everything on a tablet. Like, she doesn't even use a laptop anymore for schoolwork. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's really, really important that you do get – mobile-optimized.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my wife has a question. She said, what website do you use to see if your website is mobile-friendly? She says, I know I used one, uh, which I built it, um, and my website is phone-friendly, but I don't remember what website I used. Um, that That's a little bit tricky, because depending upon what you're using, it may or may not give you that information. the The benefit today is that the, the industry is, has recognized that mobile is going to be the dominant browsing platform. So basically every website building tool by default has some sort of mobile optimization built in. Um, so like as an example, Kim's website, my wife's website is built on WordPress using the Divi theme. Uh, and the Divi theme is mobile responsive and mobile optimized. So whatever we build on the website, uh, on the desktop, you know, just adapts itself to to mobile platforms. And if you're using a platform like Squarespace or, you know, Wix or whatever these other website builders are, if they're not mentioning and trumpeting their mobile optimization and responsiveness, then it's probably something you should back away from because they probably don't have it. Um, Right. Yeah, so it should be one of the very first things that they're talking about in their sort of promotion of their product, uh, as far as a website builder goes.
1: Um, And one of the ways to check is just pull up your website on your phone. Like if you guys don't have any other way, there are there are sites and things like that that you can you know put in your URL and it'll pop up. But like just pull it up on your phone, see how long it takes to load, see what it looks like. That's how I figured out that one of mine. You know, I they hadn't clicked the little button that said mobile optimized. And I was like, "Ah, uh, guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: they, they fixed it for me. And so now mine are mobile optimized. I'd like them to be a little bit better. Uh, but in general, like, you guessed the information across. But, yeah, just pull it up on your on your phone.
0: Yeah. Now, Google actually does have a page. I just posted this link into the chat. Um, And it is a mobile-friendly test. And it's Google's mobile-friendly test. So if you put your URL in there, you put your web URL in there, and then hit the test button, it'll give you uh, some kind of a response. And it'll tell you, yes it is, no it's not, or it sort of is, but these are some things that you should fix. Uh, And and that is an actual tool from the Search Engine King that will tell you if you are or are not mobile-friendly. And we're just gonna take a quick ad break because this is a business after all. We'll be back. All right, uh, maybe let's talk a little bit about um, some of the design ideas that you should have in mind when you go into this and then probably, what do you think, take the last half of the show for the website reviews?
1: Yeah, I think that sounds good.
0: Okay, cool. One of the most important things is the design of the website, right? And. It is much easier these days to design a website because we have tools like Divi on WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or again, you know, Photobiz and, and any of the uh, uh, other number of website builders that are out there. Uh, but even as easy as it has gotten, it still can be complicated and difficult. The, func- the, the, the actual designing of the website can be a real pain in the ass. But when you're designing, you have to think about the user and the person who's coming to the website so zara do you want to talk about how to optimize your design for the user for the person that you're trying to attract to your website and to your yeah. cl- to become your client
1: so one of the things that i always go to and like again this is like over the last you know decade plus is i used to have like oh whatever was like the latest fad and i kind of moved back from that and went with like a really clean classic look. And I think it's really important to stay clean and classic and just have the focus on be whatever the product or service it is you are selling. So Mm -hmm. like if you go to, you know, just Zaraashby.com, it pretty much Mm -hmm. is starting out with like one giant wedding picture. And then it has, you know, Denver's most luxurious wedding photography studio, a little bit about us, a contact us button, two more photos, And that's it. Like that is my front page. It has the information of like where we're located and all that like in the footer. But it's super basic. When people go to this website, they know exactly what I do, what I sell. I am a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have the buttons up at the top, but it's just like super clean, super basic keeping to like three to four colors. I would even say two colors with white being your background. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keeping it really simple. Um, it doesn't have to look cool. It doesn't have to, you know, be super fancy. It has to be easy to navigate and tell exactly what you have yep.
0: Yep.
1: or what you're offering. Yeah. Um, so, things like if you go to a website and there are certain things that like distract you, like ads or pop ups or things like that, like, and you hate those, don't put those on your website.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of my biggest, biggest tips is when you're designing your website, think about the things you hate about other websites that you go to and never ever put those on your website. Right. right? Like, like if it annoys
1: you, it probably annoys other
0: people too. Yep, yep, exactly. You know, pop-ups is a great example, right? People use pop-ups because pop-ups pop-ups to a degree work. Um, pop-ups can entice people to do the thing you want them to do, but pops up pop-ups also suck, right? Like if you don't mind pop-ups that come up on a website and you're fine putting it on your own, that's that's fine because you, you're you, you're thinking about it that way and that's fine, but. Like, I will not use pop-ups because I hate pop-ups. I just can't stand it, right? Yeah. My, w- my wife just commented, this is, this is less prominent now, but this used to be a huge problem. She says, for me, if I go to a photography site and they start playing cheesy music, I will immediately click off. Show oh, me- my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Show me the best of your work and don't make me wade through tons of photos. And that's another huge, huge tip right there is the amount of work that you show like this this is ours page here and this is just the front page but it's a really nice example of showing a few really excellent photos um but as far as like actual portfolios go and and showing your work we'll look at that in the website reviews so uh the the basic idea though is show your best work not all of your work right
1: right and that's so that's the other thing is keep it minimal like What are you proud of? Not every single client needs to be on your website. Not every single client needs to be documented and shown. And some people prefer not to, you know, have their images shared. Keep it minimal, show them your best work and move on.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. So let's hit a couple of other quick points then get into these reviews. Number one, think about the navigation of your website. Your navigation needs to be obvious to the user. And when you build your own website, your navigation is going to be obvious to you. So uh, you're going to think that it's obvious, but it might not be. So one of the things that you absolutely need to be doing is having other people look at your website. But what you should not do, is just send them the link and say, can you tell me what you think about this website? Because most people are just gonna be like, oh my God, it's amazing. Oh, it's so great. I love your website and your work, and blah, 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 right? Like Steve said earlier, is having a hard time finding people to give honest feedback. Rather, right. what you should do is find a few people that fit your target client, and if, if you know, family, friends, whatever, and actually sit them down at the computer and just stand behind them and ask them to load up your website and just watch them and watch how they interact with it. Right. Because that will teach you so much about what is right and what is wrong about your website. And and it will help you understand the things that you need to change to make it better. So this is a test that you can do after you've got your website designed. Quick note before we go on, at this point we're actually critiquing and reviewing websites for the rest of the show. If you want to see that as we're talking about it, you can go to the video in the show notes and watch on YouTube. If not, enjoy the rest of the show. Anything else you want to add before we go to the critiques?
1: Nope, I think you got it.
0: All right, let's do it. We'll start with Steve's. Uh, This here is Steve's website. And uh, the very first thing I noticed uh, was the navigation to me is not obvious. The step inside contact availability in the middle there uh, with the images changing behind it is really hard to see and it took me until this image came up, this image here of the cathedral, to really understand that that was the navigation there and that I was supposed to be able to click yeah. on that and and to to see these different pages.
1: And so something as simple as just like a little white or gray background on those to make them look like buttons mm-hmm. would solve that?
0: And it'll make them more readable, too, because as these images change, it's it's hard to read constantly, because the images are constantly changing, so that's distracting your eyes. In fact, to be perfectly honest, Steve, I'd kill the animation entirely. Yeah. Um, For me, I like the idea of what you're trying to do, which is show several different images, but I think having a, um, a single page, kind of like Zara's setup was, or just one really powerful image on this page with that navigation there in the middle, if you want to sort of give them the powerful image the minute they get to your website, uh, impression then just yeah. have that a single image here with uh, some kind of, of you know separation between that navigation and the image itself so that they can easily read it and easily click it and, and see what it is
1: and also just you know I'm going to be go ahead and be an asshole here um, the logo Steve we need to work on that it's just yeah. it doesn't reflect what your work is yeah. it's It's a little dated. Um, It's simple, which I like. Like, I really like the fact that it's simple, Um, but it is a little dated and your work is a lot more like higher end. Your photography is beautiful. Yeah. Um, And the the logo doesn't reflect that. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, just a simple update on the logo will help. Um, The other thing that I literally just noticed and Mm -hmm. I've looked at this website before we started is the let us create your story at the top Mm-hmm. It's completely lost with those images. So I think doing yeah. the one image, or if you really want three images, you can do them like side by side and not have the animation going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, will really help that.
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as the logo goes, just to kind of um, clarify, like uh, the things that I would suggest changing, it's like kill the drop shadow, kill the texture, um, and kill the gradient in the lettering, um, and and just simplify that all out. Uh, I like, you know, the, 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 the SLP Stephen Land photography as a, a logo is fine. It's just, it, it looks very, um, it, it looks, it looks amateurish compared to your actual photography work. Right. And so, you
1: want those two to kind of match, like yeah. think of, think of things like Tiffany's and Starbucks and Coca-Cola, like their logos are really simple, mm-hmm. but they reflect like Tiffany's is like their stupid font on blue. Like, (laughs) come on, right? But like when you see that logo, you're like, uh, you know you're going to spend money. And so that's what you want because it's part of your branding.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I would add is um, remove those social media links from the front page there. Uh, By and far, the goal is to get people to your website and then looking at your services and then booking you. Having social media links prominent is a distraction that can take them away from where you want them to be and put them into a place that's designed to keep them there and will almost immediately take them away from you and your content, right? Because if they go to Instagram, maybe they follow you, and maybe they spend three or four minutes scrolling through your feed and harding up images, which is great. But then it's Instagram, and all of a sudden they see they have notifications. So maybe the notifications distract them, and they immediately forget that they came there to follow you and go look at their notifications, and then they get stuck in the Instagram feed, and then they forget what they were doing, and then you're you're gone, and you've lost them. Uh, yep. Same thing with Facebook. And, and it's fine to have this stuff on your page, because... If they're not following you, it can be a way to get them following you, but diminish it. Put it in the footer, make the link small, make it something that is not in their face. And, and these aren't like in your face, but they're, they're the easiest thing for me to see on the page because they're towards the bottom of the images. And as these images are rotating, they pretty constantly have a clean-ish background that allows them to stand out in a way that nothing else on the page is able to stand out. So right. for me, on your website, Steve, the social media links are actually the most prominent navigation elements that I'm seeing. And and because I'm used to, and most websites have navigation along the top, um, my initial resp- reaction was, let us create your story was a link to click, which it actually isn't. and. Right. Again, if you want your navigation in the middle, that's fine. But then maybe even take away the Let Us Create Your Story and just have those links there again with some sort of a background or button-like kind of thing to make them stand out and be more obvious as links. Okay, so that's Steve's front page. Um, Real quick before we move into uh, more of Steve's website, Frank did have a question, which is, um, he says, would having a few pictures in a slideshow fashion be too complex on a front page? Um, and that's kind of what Steve's doing here. And I know I, t- I said, get rid of the animation, but I think slideshows can work. What do you think, Sarah? How do you feel? It about can them?
1: definitely work. Um, I've seen some where, you know, it's, you go to the page and it's just like a few images rotating, but there's no text or anything like that on there. The text is above or below and those work. I mm-hmm. think it can definitely work. You can also put up a video, Um, I've seen some that have, you know, they look great. I just think that making sure that it's clean and that any buttons and text is above or below Mm -hmm. so that it's not like one's not distracting from the other. I think that's the biggest problem with this website is that the text is on the image. And so it's hard to actually see it or realize that it's a button to click on.
0: Right, right. So, like, Steve, if you did want to keep this animation, moving those links to the top and having exactly. everything along the top be a link or differentiate let us create your story from the actual links that's another issue here because let us create your story isn't a clickable link but the exact same color text is links down below and so that that creates uh, a problem because the the user expects consistent behavior when they see consistent textual formatting and colors and elements on a page. And and we're missing that here because there's an inconsistency between the clickability of these. So if you want to keep that slideshow, move those links up to the top and make your navigation text consistent across the top. And if you want the let us create your story as your, your tagline, then change that text color or font or both so that it is distinct from the actual navigation links.
1: Ooh, I like Drew's comment. Mm And he said, I like the idea. Did you just say this and I missed this somehow?
0: No, I didn't say this.
1: Oh, let us create your story being a link that Ah, takes you to the contact page.
0: That's a really good idea. So that could be a link as part of your navigation, taking it to your quote page. That's actually, that's a really great idea, Drew. I like that. Okay, so shall we step inside? We shall. Okay, we're stepping inside. So this is... This step inside takes us to get to know me. So this is basically an about page. Mm -hmm. And real quick, just going back, to me, step inside is the first logical link to click because it is the first link. And and it's basically saying, this is the landing page, now come into the website. Um, But I'm not sure if, and, and Zara, I, I'm, I'm asking you, is it is it a good idea to immediately go into an about or a get to know me sort of page versus showing more of the work or, or a quote page or something else like that?
1: Um, I would probably go like if that was like the initial link, I would take them either to a gallery or to the contact me page personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because those are the things that people are looking for, right? They're looking for more of your work and they're looking for ways to get in touch with you. And I know the contact me button is also on there. Um, right. So I would I would almost, you know, if you have that kind of, um, there's a word for the first page where it's just like an image and a whatever, like a, a landing page, page, page. It, that's landing. Sp- mm-hmm. I think splash page is what I'm thinking of. Um, you know, if you have that kind of thing going on before people enter your website, um, I would say take them to a page that you know, shows them more of your work and why they should book you, like give them more reasons versus Mm -hmm. tell them about you, which is fine. Like they should get to know you, but unless they really love your work, they're probably not going to move further in to find out about you or dates or anything like that.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Cause like generally speaking, if they're there, they're interested in your work. And and it's entirely possible that they're interested in you as well. But they're probably more interested first in seeing more about more of your work and learning about the services that you're providing, the prices or whatever it else may be, because that's that's what is is probably forward in their mind. And it's less, oh, who is this guy? How did he get into photography? Like, again, you know, this sounds mean to say it, but for the most part, people don't give a shit about us until they do give a shit about us.
1: Right. And so
0: (laughs) kind of like, it's, it's like when you think about meeting a person, right? You don't walk up to a person and shake hands and immediately say, "I'm I, I'm a passionate photographer. Um, you know, I love photography and I've been shooting for 20 years or whatever." And I'm and I'm not trying to be mean to you, Steve. Like, you know, we're all passionate about this and and putting that passion into your about and into your website is all appropriate. Um, but think about, you know, think about when you meet somebody, you don't immediately start telling them about you. Uh, ideally you are engaging and having a conversation with them to learn about them. And, and that's the kind of thing you want to do with the website. Let them learn about you through that engagement. They want to see your work. They want to see the other information that's interesting to them.
1: Well, and here's to, they, they again, like Steve, your work is great. Like mm-hmm. I really actually like it and I was just scrolling through your blog. You have some amazing images. So why not make it go to your blog?
0: Yeah, that would be a good place right? to start.
1: Um, and so the other thing too is I think you really need to focus on what you want your main book of business to be. So do you want it to be weddings? Do you want it to be portraits? Do you want it to be kids? Do you want it to be events? And then just focus on one of those. And leave the rest to kind of just be like a gallery or something like that. Like there's still a link to your website, but just clean it up to, you know, really be focused on one genre versus multiples.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I immediately noticed when we landed on this, on just on this page in general is, um, there is, to me, there's too many links. There's too many links to choose from. Uh, and that's that sort of choice paralysis that people will run mm-hmm. into. Like availability blog, client previews, events, group family, like there's too, there's just too many links here to choose from. Uh, so that focus that Zara was just talking about, like if it's gonna be weddings, then just have the, you know, have like, I don't even think you need a home. Like the home link makes no sense because it, it takes you back to the splash page. So that link should probably either disappear or home should take you to like the home that's here, which would be maybe the the gallery, the wedding gallery as an example, right? So maybe this is the page that you step inside to just as an example. And then as they're bouncing around the website, if they hit home, it takes you back to this again. Um, so that's one thing that I would change. And then I would really slim down these this number of links and focus it like Zara said on, on the one type, like have home, have the about, have, you know, weddings or gallery or whatever you wanna call it and have the blog and have contact, right? Like that's five links and that even feels like too many. What do you think Zara?
1: I agree with that absolutely wholeheartedly. Um, I found that the best thing that works is having a homepage and then having, sorry, I'm like trying to find where this is, Um, having a homepage, having an about me page, about us page, whatever. Um, an investment page which so my investment page and my contact page i have one that's an investment and one that's a contact and they're both contact forms mm-hmm. um so the investment page has my starting point for prices and i'm looking at it and it's funny because it needs to be updated <laughs> um, and the contact me is like where we're located and again like a form for them to fill out to mm-hmm. contact me with portfolio has seniors and weddings in here so they can click on weddings and I'll take them to a page with wedding images. They can click on whatever. Um, and so you can actually do like a portfolio link with like, you know, links under it for events and whatever. If Mm -hmm. you do want to keep all those images on there, then I have a blog link and then the other link is the education for other photographers, which takes you to a whole different website. Um, so really it's five links. It's a Mm -hmm. home about investment contact portfolio and blog. Or six, right. I guess I can't yeah. count. Yeah, there's, yeah um, but the six. the investment and in contact can be the same one, right? I right. just like having those two separate because some people like either way. It's going to the same call uh, call to action mm-hmm. um, thing. So, so but yeah, having having it be simple is best. Like, right. just think about like when you go onto a website or you go onto a store link or something like that. If if you are going to put more boundaries between me and getting to the thing that I want to purchase, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give up and go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. let's be honest. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. I I routinely will give up on websites if I'm trying to find a thing or the right. shit going on in that website that that just irritates me so like just just me personally here's a few examples of of stuff that will make me immediately leave a website right auto-playing videos especially those fucking videos that pop out and follow you down the page fucking hate those pardon my language
1: (laughs) right tell us how you really feel about
0: Um, pop-ups again we already mentioned this um flashy uh ads and animations and crap uh that are happening off the side trying to distract you and 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 gain, gain your attention and then uh, just flat out obtuse user interface that makes it hard for me to find the thing that I'm trying to find. Like As an example, if I go to a website for a store, I am probably trying to figure out what hours they're open. That should be like the first fucking thing I see. And I cannot tell you how many physical store websites I go to that I have to go like 10 clicks in to find out what time the fucking store opens. You know, like that's just so frustrating. Uh, Cyberdoc, I am so no scripting, block Origining most of the websites, and 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 have killed those kinds of elements. Uh, but yes, that's a that's a really good point. Cyberdoc says, as a user, you can use plugins to kill some of those really terrible elements. <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> what uh, w- again with the logo simplifying that, and also again with the social media. I would I would push those social media links like down here, whoops, down here to the bottom, like to the very bottom of a page where they're just littler or links um, to me. Again, they're so enticing because Facebook and Instagram have such strong pulls that if you've already got them on your website, don't don't give them the opportunity to leave. Um, make that less obvious, make it something that they can see if they've gotten all the way down to the bottom of their link or make them really tiny, like in the upper right-hand corner of the page or something. But but you want to keep people on your website, not take them out.
1: Right. So I think the top three things that Mm -hmm. I would suggest for Steve is updating the logo, making it easier to get into the page, Mm -hmm. and just simplifying things on that first page when yes. they get it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And, you know, your, your tags on the side, like just create a link that says galleries and you can put those seniors, weddings, kids, portraits, whatever, all yep. under that thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, those, those would be my big three things that I would say would yeah. help a lot.
0: And we're just going to take a quick ad break because this is a business after all. We'll be back. All right. So should we uh, move on to the next one? I think so. Okay, think this so. is photos and, by Alyssa. Oh, go ahead.
1: And Steve, like, if you have any questions, like, feel free to like reach out to me or Spiro. Yeah. Like, we'd we'll be more welcome, more than happy. Oh my gosh, I can't talk again. <laughs>
0: That's uh, all that wine, happy. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on an empty stomach again. Uh, <laughs> we'll be happy to, you know, walk you through what we think. And again, like, our opinion is just our opinion. Right. So there's other people who will have their opinions and yeah. it's gonna be whatever works for you and your clients.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we're happy to follow up with you guys. You can post in the group if you want further critique on changes or contact us directly, absolutely. Okay, so here we have photos by Alyssa and she's got a nice clean land. Mm-hmm. I think the f- the first thing that I would say is there's maybe too much work on the front page. Like Steve, yes. Steve had a few images Uh, in rotation, which can work with the changes Uh, here. I think there's too much going on.
1: I would agree. Yeah, I would. um, Same thing. Sorry. I'm like looking at it. I love the wedding photos. Mm -hmm. um, So I would almost leave those. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, again, my suggestion would be whatever work you are trying to go after. So like the portrait work is also beautiful on here. And so if you are more, you know, willing or more wanting to get more portrait work, um, then I would suggest leaving those. Um, I would do three and just leave it at that so people don't have to scroll too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's it's up to who you're wanting to contact. Like the kids' pictures, the little newborn one is super cute. Like that one would make me want to book, you know, my newborn pictures because I want a picture of, you know, my kid and my husband in these poses. Um, so I, you know, depending again, what you want, but just simplifying that front page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife said the same thing too many and two different kinds of photos. And, and I absolutely agree. Focus, focus is, is going to be probably a repetition you're going to hear from us. Um, mm-hmm. and this is never at the exclusion of other work that comes to you, but you, your website and, and your marketing efforts should really be focused on the principal type of client and photography you're trying to do. And so that would help here on this front page. Yep. Uh, I do like, uh, you know, the simple link navigation structure along the top. You know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight links. Like, I don't know. Like here's here's something that I would suggest. So she has, Alyssa has a testimonials page, which I think is great. Uh, but I think this would be more powerful if you had these testimonials on the uh, a few not all of these but a few of these testimonials on the front page yep. interspersed in between some of these amazing photos right, right. so now you've got like beautiful engaging photo you know, small block of text with somebody talking about how amazing uh, you are as a, as a photographer. Another beautiful, amazing photo, more great text just t- talking about how amazing you are. And that puts these two things into one and makes people really feel yep. feel really good. You could, you could keep the testimonials, but I don't know what you think, Zara. I think just this text page of testimonials is, isn't probably doing many favors.
1: So, I would actually just put it under the About Me section. So, I would make that About Me a drop down tab okay. and have, you know, about Alyssa, testimonials, awards. So, that would combine three of those tabs into one and so yeah. people if they want to read testimonials I would w- definitely take one or two of them and put them on the front page mm-hmm. um, or even your favorite one stick it on the front page because I do think that's really powerful mm-hmm. um, the other thing that I would do is on the testimonial page I would add a photo from each one of these sessions
0: mm-hmm. to it
1: so here's yes. a photo like you know it was a family photo or it was a fashion photo or it was a portrait photo here's the photo here is what these people said about yes. it because it makes it that much more powerful that connection or face mm-hmm. at a real person behind the testimonial.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. I also think just taking a quick look at the reward awards, I don't think the awards is helping any because these awards aren't particularly related to the type of photography she's trying to sell. It doesn't seem to me. There's one award which is the men in gum boots. Um, which, which looks like a wedding photo, but the rest of them look to be far more creative. Um, mostly artistic stuff, which is amazing. I'm not diminishing the awards that, that Alyssa has received here, but they don't appear to have really any connection with the type of work she's actually trying to sell. And, and to me, I think that should, should be gone entirely. I don't know what you think about that, Zara.
1: I would, I think that awards are important because, you know, with other photographers looking at your page and just other people, I think it's something to be proud of. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. I would stick it under, I would stick it under the about me. Um, I just have like on mine, I have like award winning. So if someone wants to know what like my awards are, I'm more than happy to provide those for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's under the about me section for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a good place for it to live.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see that totally.
1: Um, I right. think that um, one of the things, um, I love that the galleries are in here and she has them separated, but I would put it under like a portfolio tab and combine the portraits, weddings, events.
0: And, um, and once again, into... like, should, sh- do we want to have like three different galleries, three different types of galleries, like, you know, portraits and weddings and events? Um,
1: um, I feel yeah. that. Three is probably the max that you want to put on there. Mm -hmm. If those are the three things that you're specializing in. Okay. Um, I would probably just leave it at weddings and portraits. Because if you do weddings, then you also do events. However, I'm looking at um, at her events page. And it's actually kind of cool because she has, have a camera, can travel. Mm -hmm. And so that, that shows people like, oh, like, okay, I maybe, you know, I'm three, four hours away, but like we can, we can hire her to travel over here.
0: Right.
1: Um, But like weddings might be a little bit more limiting, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would combine them into one tab. Okay. And then as far as the contact, super simple. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would maybe center the, (laughs) the text the feel free to use the form below to send me an email. I'll do my best to be, to respond within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I would center that also, I've learned this on my own, um, on my own skin, never put a time limit
0: (laughs) on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And if
1: you are going to say something along the lines of like 48 to 72 hours of business, like business hours within 72 Mm -hmm. hours 72 business hours, right. um, something like that, because most people are contacting you on weekends and at night. Um, wow. And people are sticklers when they see stuff like that. Like I had a lady who just went off on me. She had messaged me on like a holiday weekend that I had taken off. Um, I And when I like take off work, I try to put everything away. I um, turn off my notifications on my phone for email and things like that. And I don't answer those until I'm at my desk we were in the mountains and I just like, she blew up my Facebook messenger. Mm -hmm. She blew up my Facebook wall. Like, you know, you said 24 hours, how dare you? You haven't responded back to me. And it like, you know, it looks, it looks terrible when other people are seeing it on Facebook and on top of it, like, man, like, come on. It was a holiday weekend. It was over Memorial day weekend um, a couple of years ago. And so, yeah, I took that off. Like, I don't put an hour. Like, we will contact you as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, something a, like that.
0: Right. Um, real quick on the testimonials. Steve had a question. He said, would a testimonial be better to shorten as a quote, like she was great and had an awesome time, or a full write-up?
1: Um, kind of depends on where you're using it. So, like, if you have a testimonial page like um, Alyssa does, then I would leave the whole thing up. But if you're mm-hmm. using it, like, on your front page or within a blog or something like that, um, I would shorten it and just – keep like you know do like the little dot 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 whatever part you want dot 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 kind Mm -hmm. of showing them um but yeah like you know it's i think having those either way the shorter ones are great because then like people can just like glance at them and get to the point but yeah if you have the testimonial page do a longer one
0: and what you could do too is you could actually say have the short chunk of the testimonial be a link back to the full testimonial on the testimonial page so they can get the full thing in context but you can use that short little bit where it's appropriate to have something that's like immediately sort of digestible as a testimonial
1: right and that's exactly what i was gonna say is create turning it into a hyperlink that leads To that testimonial, but make sure that hyperlink pops up on a new page, like on Mm -hmm. a new tab or a new window versus it actually like diverting from what they were reading.
0: I would. One other thing I would add here on Alyssa's testimonial page, if there's got to be for me, there's got to be at least one photo on this page. The fact that this is all text is just turning me off. Yeah. um as a as a photographer even if it's just like a header image on the page of you know one of your best you know wedding portrait whatever it is that that is your principal, something there to sort of set the page um because just this comes across to me as a bit of a wall of text and and i don't know how anybody else feels about this but it, it's it, it's put me off and it makes me not want to read it um and and you want people to read these. So I, I feel like this testimonial page could be redesigned in a way that would make it more compelling. Um, and and maybe adding an image for each testimonial to break it up would would work better, even on this testimonial page, as well as maybe doing it on the front page. All right. Anything else you want to add for Alyssa's website, Zara?
1: Nope. I think I love the fact that it's super clean.
0: Me too. I love that. Um, I think it's... And I- I think
1: it can just be simplified a little bit more, and then it'll it's perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a look at Nicole's website. I don't know if oh, Nicole... Oh, actually,
1: hold on. I do have one more
0: thing. Oh, okay. What's that?
1: Alyssa doesn't have a blog.
0: Oh, she doesn't have a blog. I
1: would, I would highly, highly suggest having a blog mm-hmm.
0: um, on your website. But yeah, that's just me. All right, so we've got Nicole's website now. All right, so Nicole... Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. Uh, uh, this pop-up is killing me. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. This pop-up's killing me. Um, is I that...
1: would. I would like to know how effective it is because I do like that it says, you know, it's like the initial like contact me
0: mm-hmm.
1: thing, and it says, hey, send me more information. Like there's a little checkbox at the bottom, so send me more information about wedding. So I do wonder how well it works.
0: Yeah, and like if it's working and it's crushing it. And it's bringing you all the leads, and you're getting all the business. That's that's great. Keep it. Um, from a user point of view, like I, like we said earlier, I'm immediately turned off by pop-ups, and and when a pop-up it hits me on a page, more often than not, I just close out of the page because I'm like, you know what? I don't need that. Um, I don't. I just don't need that in my life. Yeah. So outside of that, uh, real quick before we we go on with Nicole's website, my wife did have a question. She said, why do you think a blog is so important on the website?
1: Uh, because it helps with SEOs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It helps with SEO. It also gives a personal touch um, and it showcases more of your work mm-hmm. in less of a gallery kind of thing. Um, so let's say, like, for example, if you go to mine and, like, I am actually terrible at keeping up with my blog, mm-hmm. but, like, one of the... Um, one of the blogs on there was my best friend's engagement session mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the pictures and I actually <laughs> need to change my host cause it was photo bucket and there's a logo on all of oh, them. Oh no. Ah. Which, which one is it? Um, it's the, let's see, Denver engagement session, Monica and Mike. Ah, uh,
0: photo <laughs> so, bucket screwed you. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, anyway, so you like, I, you know, wrote this up, I shared it and then I shared it on to my Facebook page and it was a personal story. Cause obviously it's like my best friend who just got engaged. Um, it sent so much traffic to my website, mm-hmm. which then made my SEO go even better, which made Google recognize it as a more of a valid um, right. page. It also helps with like link back. So like if I'm posting a commercial shoot or if I'm doing a wedding one where I'm linking back to the engagement ring, to the other vendors, to the dress, Um, boutique to things like that, then, again, it's helping with that SEO Mm -hmm. and sending more people to my site and making Google think that, you know, I'm actually a valid website versus just some random page.
0: Right. And as as we talked about in this is when you were up in Canada, we talked about on the social media show. Um, One of the things I was talking about on that show is that your website is a way to attract people to you. So if you're trying to book weddings, your blog could be wedding tips, um, right. wedding things that are not even necessarily related to wedding photography, but just about helping people with their weddings. And right. if it, if they're searching for like, you know, what's a problem what's a problem brides have all the time, Zara?
1: Um Oh man, uh, you're putting me on the spot, and now I'm trying to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, so, well, one of the things that a lot of people like freak out about is like their flowers not getting delivered, or their like officiant not being on time, like timeline issues. I okay. feel like um, is one of the bigger things that people get anxiety over.
0: Okay. So, so, so then you could do a blog post that's like. Um, you know how to whatever. Let's say how to make sure that your your wedding uh, runs on, on schedule and on time flawlessly, right? right. And then you've got a, a whole post that's tips tips about doing that, and maybe maybe you also have a free checklist that they can use to do plan their wedding and do their time management, and that right. gets them on their on your mailing list. And then with your mailing list, you can start. Uh, sending them more tips about weddings and also promotions about your products and services, and then maybe they hire you as a wedding photographer, right? So like right. that's an example of why your blog can be important as well.
1: And having a blog helps you be more personable and become that trusted advisor, which is exactly what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. once people, people want to hire and do business with people they like, and mm-hmm. so your blog is a way – to get them to know who you are, to like you, and become trusted so that they can hire you. It's yeah. literally a marketing tool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, another note, my wife just just uh, commented, this is a brilliant idea, really. This is something that should be like a quarterly thing that people do is, um, Check your website for things that are broken, my wife said. So lesson learned, look through your website every three months or so to find links not working or photo bucket logos on photos or whatever. Um, so look for things on your website that's broken. Uh, make whatever updates you need to make on that quarterly basis and you know do whatever other refreshing your website needs. Because that's that's actually one of the things that we didn't touch on when we were looking at Steve's. But one of the things you talked about was like this availability link, Zara. We were talking about this briefly before the show. And how this availability link probably could just disappear. Right. Or the fact but if you do want to have something like this, the fact that it's that it's pretty much out of date, like you still show February, March, April, May, and June on here. Um, and and something like this isn't updated. Uh, Another thing, uh, again, on your blog, Steve, is this special events TBD section over here. Like, that should just be gone. If there's something that you're planning to put there, but you're not ready to put it there yet, just have nothing there. Because to have something that sort of looks unfinished is 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 going to affect how people see you in your business, and that small impression of oh this website is out of date or oh this website isn't finished or oh their image hosting is is got this weird ugly logo on it, that's like you know little little it's like death by a thousand cuts. Right. Um, so you want your website simple, clean, and just showing the things you want to show. All right. So Nicole's website
1: okay
0: i like her link set here immediately home about nicole portfolio investment contact blog we've got five six links there it's nice and clean uh kill the social media links on top to me again i don't i don't think i need to um yeah like we've got you know uh no videos on youtube for the last seven months like that youtube link shouldn't even be there uh, yeah. and and these links should be in a place that's going to take to not take away from the potential of them booking you
1: I love the book today link, though. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, that book today link over up in the upper right, that's great because that's a call to action. That's a quick, easy way for somebody who's like, oh, I want to book Nicole because she's amazing and I already met her or whatever, and and she's been recommended by five of my friends. I just want to book. Boom. Book today. Hit that link. You're good to go. You made it here. Right. Uh, But kill those social links because they're just going to take people away. I don't know what you think, but I feel like she's got a lot of photos on her front page. But I like she how she's broken it up.
1: Yep. Because there's text. Um, there's text. And here is like a good example of the sliding. Um, yeah. I think Frank was asking about it. Like she has those images, but they stand alone. So it doesn't matter what at what point you were on her website. Like it's just one main image
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, versus, you know, taking away from text or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that when you're scrolling through the front page, so even though it's a long front page, which I'm not a huge fan of typically, but like her header stays with you. So, oh, you're scrolling. Okay, you get to this point. Okay, I really want to go to contact me or I want to go to investment. Mm -hmm. Um, The links are still there. Uh, I would potentially, if it was me, take out a few of the rows of just the wedding photos, Mm but. It also goes to show like they're all wedding photos. Like I know Nicole shoots a lot of different things. And she but, even says
0: it down here.
1: Yep, but at the front, like her fur front and her bread and butter is weddings and that's what she wants to attract. So that's what it is. So then it comes to another call to action. She needs a button here where it says, let's, um, let's have a coffee. Yeah. She needs a button that says, contact me. Yep. yep. Um, I love the little trivia question because I think it's cute. Um, is, I yeah. would I would probably take out the the seniors families um, and all that from the bottom.
0: I would, too. But I was gonna say the it same thing.
1: can also work. Yeah. Like that. That would be my thing is I would take those out um, just because that's under, you know, the portfolio. She has all of those in there.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and everything else has been so wedding centric that it breaks it when you say right. all of a sudden, oh, you know, all of this stuff here. When up till this point, it's just been nothing but wedding.
1: So, yeah, I do think that your front page should concentrate on the one thing. Like you might specialize in three things, but I want your front page to only concentrate on the one thing that is your bread and butter and that you're wanting to like you're actively marketing to get more of.
0: Exactly. Exactly. This stuff can be under the portfolio, like you said. Right. So let's take a quick look at our about page. I like that the trivia takes you to the about page and then it says scroll down for the trivia answer. I like that she's got photos on here breaking up the text. Trivia answers separated by that bar so it stands out. My favorite photo of my dad and me taking just moments for That's cute. I like her about page. I think that works really nicely. Yep. Oh, one Uh, of the other things, we should should quick come back to Steve's. We can't see your face here, Steve. Um, And I know not every photographer is comfortable, you know, being in front of the camera. But – like your back to us in this about photo is a little bit off-putting because it's not inviting. Um, it doesn't invite us to get to know you. It it feels like you're turned away from us and you're actually not interested in connecting with us because you're you've got the camera up and you're looking through the camera. Right. Uh, so I, I would recommend changing this to. a a photo that shows your face that is open and welcoming rather than back to us. Uh, Mike had another quick tip um, that is very much worth pointing out, which is on your website, don't put your email in text on the page. Like don't put email me at xyz at abc.com because website uh, crawlers will pick that up and spammers will start just destroying your inbox use a contact form that they fill out and then that triggers an email that is sent to you. That's a really great tip, Mike. Yep.
1: And if you're using a studio management system like Tave or Mm -hmm. HoneyBook or Dubsado or any of those, Iris, um, you can actually make that contact form like pull into a lead Mm -hmm. in your studio management so that it's all in one place. That's what I do. And it's awesome.
0: And we're just going to take a quick ad break. Because this is a business after all. We'll be back. I'm looking at uh, Nicole's investment page here. I kind of feel like this image here in the middle of the page, that's kind of a layout of what looks like a promo card that maybe she hands out at like wedding shows or something, isn't doing her any favors because it's a little chaotic and it's hard to read because it's small. Um
1: um yeah, I would say just put one impact image there, yeah. get rid of that and just say wedding collection starting at. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what it has always been for me is I always give a starting point and that's mm-hmm. what she says, wedding collection starting at thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. So just get rid of that um, the picture you have and just put another just impact big impactful image, mm-hmm. image there. Yep. Yep. And that's yep. leave it at that.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Should we take a look at my wife's website?
1: Yep. I think right. so.
0: So <laughs> I helped, uh, I designed this website for my wife. So um, let me know what a terrible job I did here, Zara. <laughs> I think it, I, I actually, I don't think it's too bad. I also did things that my wife wanted me to do that I don't always necessarily agree with. So um, be cruel to be kind, my wife says. <laughs> so. I again will say right away, I don't think those social media links should be there. She wanted them there, but I don't think they should be there.
1: Um, so I feel like social media links are great for contact me pages or about me pages. Like, yeah, I think you, can, you can find out. Like, I think we should be leading them back to the social media site because, especially if you're not blogging on a regular basis, like that's where they're going to find you. And let's be honest, people aren't really coming to your website to scroll, they're coming to your website for a specific reason. The social media links is where they can scroll. So they can go to your Facebook and like your page and then things will pop up and it'll notify you or Instagram. Uh, Just make sure that you actually have content on there. Um, And I I do think that it should be either, like uh, it can be in the footer um, of every single page, uh, but having it on your About Me or contact page mm-hmm. saying, hey, to learn more about me or to follow you know our daily journey or whatever, yeah. check out our Instagram stories, check out our Facebook posts, things yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. And they're at the bottom of the page here. So I think they should probably just come off the top underneath that. Yeah. We should probably also change the get email updates to say something more compelling because just get email updates is probably not very um it's yes. it doesn't like like who cares like um,
1: and know. I would move that I honestly would move that to the bottom Okay. or I would do what um, Nicole does but I know you and Kim both hate pop-ups <laughs> uh, so probably not a pop-up
0: no but not move pop-up. it to
1: the bottom
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, versus being the very first thing I would make the books don't review themselves just bigger and more mm-hmm. prominent um, on that front and not have that get email updates taking half of it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's clean and simple. Um, I would maybe work on there's like five different fonts I'm seeing right now. <laughs> And it's driving me crazy. Mm, Um, The font, like the kind of logo font for the books don't review themselves is one. The get email, subscribe, all of that is another. The Mm -hmm. home blog review about me is another one. Mm -hmm. And then on the blog post, like the header and the (laughs) text are different. So sticking to like three different Mm -hmm. fonts Mm -hmm. obviously the logo is going to be different like your logo should stand out
0: right um
1: and i would say get a new logo like get something that's really distinctive um something that can be small and that's going to be recognizable so think of like the starbucks sign Mm -hmm. um you know doing so books don't review themselves with like you know maybe a off the top of my head, like a book open with like a a pen or something. I don't know something, Mm -hmm. something cutesy, but not super cutesy, but something that's going to be recognizable and distinctive for, right. um, For the website and just have that. So like I would do whatever that logo cartoon, whatever the heck it is. I mean, even technically a headshot of Kim could be that. And then um, having books don't review themselves, have that as like a big tagline Mm -hmm. um, logo thing at the top.
0: Okay. Okay. She obviously. Oh, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I was just gonna say uh, she she's blaming me for the email form on the top, which is correct. (laughs) I told her we should have that up there, so we'll move that to the bottom. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I uh, I think that, yeah, you two should definitely have that, but it also needs to be a call to action. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: get email app- updates isn't really a call to action. Like right. I would say something like, hey, do you want to join our book club? Or, you know, mm, if good. you want to join our book club, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, I like that it's really simple at the top with the like home blog reviews about me. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I would maybe move the about me to right after home and then blog and reviews and have the reviews be the last one. Okay. Um, I like that the reviews have like everything on there and I'm guessing each one of these is a link that goes to, yep.
0: Perfect. That's directly to the to whatever the actual, page it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just clicked on a random one from 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, It's the a kiss before the apocalypse. And the image is super pixelized. And I know it's just like the cover of the image. But if you can find images that aren't pixelized, it's just going to give it more of a professional look um, to the page. Okay. Um, About me needs a photo. (laughs) Or several photos. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you guys need to do a little shoot and put that up and then the subscribe for email updates. I would still move that to the bottom of the page or somehow. So like you can't see my screen. I'm going to take a picture and send it to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's pretty squished up. Yeah. The subscribe for email updates looks really goofy the way the, the words are flowing over on top of themselves.
1: Yeah. And so it just makes it look unprofessional.
0: Mm hmm. We could, what we can do is just have that be a footer at the end of each blog post.
1: Or with, <laughs> once they are getting to a blog, maybe you have the pop-up there, or I
0: don't know, something mm-hmm. like that. Right, right, something like that. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kim says, let about me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, get a picture <laughs> up there.
1: You're married to a photographer.
0: Yeah, and she's also one of those people who believes that the camera steals your soul, so... <laughs> Well, close
1: your eyes. <laughs> right,
0: candid photos. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, she says a lot of time with books, there are very few pictures available. So, I'll, can I do anything to unpixelate them? Unfortunately, not. Um, the best, the best thing we could do is, if, um, if you, if we're far enough out ahead on the content. Than um, getting the books from the library so we can take a photograph of the book uh, cover or, you know, um, we could get a scanner right. and just scan the covers so that um, we're getting a good high-resolution image of it. Because she's right. Like, a lot of those are going to look pixelated because, she, you know, she goes to try to grab the book cover from, like, Google Image or whatever. Okay. And they're just all, like, super low-res yep. um, pictures. And, and they're not very good to work with. So we yeah, can, that's... So- Go ahead.
1: So even like when you know you're reading the book, just yeah, just take a picture of it. Yeah.
0: Well, she a lot of the reading she does on Kindle, oh. um, and the problem is too like sometimes she's getting advanced review copies through Kindle, so the uh-huh. book isn't available, but the review needs to come out like the day of. So, we might have to find something, a better way to create images for the reviews that maybe isn't the cover so that it's a higher quality image or something like that. Um, or it might be indie authors that literally don't publish a, a, a physical copy of the book and it's just a Kindle um, or ebook or something like that. So, there are limitations on what we'll be able to do there, but that's something that we can work on as far as just getting right. better featured images for her blog posts. Anything else that we want to uh, cover? Or do you guys have questions about... Oh, Mike did have a question. We should answer this one. Mike said, is there a website make uh, maker software that you like? He said, being I used to do small business website design, I used to use Joomla. I remember Joomla. Um, <laughs> I remember Joomla. Joomla was great, but it also sucked. So it, it, it honestly depends. I know, Zara, you said you use PhotoBiz for your photography website. Um, it's not necessarily going to be a good choice for every type, but then you have like, if if it's, if you're designing it and you feel confident enough that you're like a pretty, you know, like savvy tech type person. WordPress. WordPress, exactly. That's right. what I would say. WordPress. So And
1: I just answered this like in the comments on Facebook for Davey. Mm-hmm. Um, I love photo biz because it's simple. Like I am not tech savvy. I'm not good at, you know, creating layouts and things like that. I wanted something simple that I could just plug pictures and text into. And then on top of it, photo business customer service is just like, it is literally the best in the world. I was with them initially. I went to WordPress because I wanted something that was more SEO friendly. Because at the time, Photobiz didn't have that great of an SEO. I didn't have a website for two and a half years because I couldn't finish creating this WordPress site. And so finally I called Photobiz back and begged them to take me back and they like rebuilt everything for me. Uh, they custom built my boudoir site for me. Like They just have been so out of this world, helpful that me paying them that monthly fee is 100% worth it. Uh, But again, I'm not tech savvy. If you are tech savvy, then you can fully customize something on WordPress and that's probably gonna work better for you.
0: Yeah, And, and on top of WordPress, you need to consider the theme because the theme is going to dictate what your website looks like. And so if you're using WordPress as your content management system, then I would recommend using um, Divi as the website builder if you want something that's like really easy to use as a website builder. Um, If you want, if you like know how to, you know, do PHP and like coding and all that kind of crap, then you're probably laughing your ass off me, uh, laughing your ass off at me because I use Divi. Um, But I'm, I'm a tech savvy person, but I don't know how to code websites. And so, like, WordPress plus Divi for me is a good combo because I can manage WordPress and I can use Divi to make things look the way that I want them to look without having to know how to actually code a website. Right. Um, If you need something that is even easier than that, like a photo biz solution, but you're not looking for a photo-focused website provider, then Squarespace is probably the best option out there Um, They have a pretty easy website builder with, you know, drag and drop interfaces and templates that you can use to customize your site. And they have 24-7 customer support. Uh, So I'd probably recommend that. Um, There are others out there. Again, we've mentioned them a couple times. There's like Wix and Weebly and whatever. And they're all competing in the same space, which is, you know, super stupid, simple um, easy to make websites. But Squarespace was their first and they're probably the best. <clears> um,
1: I know Photobiz now too, they are starting to kind of branch out to other creatives.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so they do have, they definitely have a lot they can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I got Nicole to switch to Photobiz and her okay. website was on Photobiz. So. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I want to say she built it in less than a week.
0: That's nice, yeah, yeah. So, yeah with with tools like that you can build websites very fast yeah yeah all right well we went a little over yeah (laughs) but i think it was worth it being able to look at these different websites and and you know talk about the different aspects what is our challenge for them for this week
1: get your websites up and functioning and working that's a lot actually it is
0: a lot yeah (laughs) Well, what do you so, think?
1: I'm the one who always comes up with it. Your turn.
0: <laughs> I like putting you on the spot, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> take some of your own medicine.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll take my own medicine. So here's what I think. Um, for those of you who don't have websites, like Drew, as an example, mentioned that, Drew, that he needs a website. Get that in motion. Um, whatever it takes to get it started. Having that full website in a week is a doable thing, but you know, maybe, maybe that's a bit much because life is life and and not always possible. So if you don't have a website, the challenge is you need to be taking steps by next show to be getting your website in place. So that means buying your domain and starting to survey the landscape and figure out which service you're going to use. Are you gonna use a Squarespace? Are you gonna build your own on a WordPress? Um, What are you gonna do? And report back with that in the group. If you already have a website, then based on what we talked about in today's show, I I want you to go back to your website, and look at it and see where you can make improvements. Make those updates that need to be made, Uh, you know, like Zara. (laughs) Zara, we wanna see those photo bucket logos gone. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. I don't even want to look at the rest of those blog posts, right? Because I'm sure there's more.
0: Yeah, there's probably more. So look at your website and maybe not maybe not even like do the changes, but just make a to do list of these are the things I need to do to update my website during my next quarterly website update right, and, and set that quarterly website update up and, and literally set aside a day for it. So if you're gonna put this quarterly website update on your calendar, that day should be blocked off where all you're gonna do that day is work on your website. Because working on your website is a thing where like, oh, this will take five minutes and 20 hours later, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Right. So so block the day for doing that. That's what that's what the challenge is. Harley has a really good tip. He says start small. It's easier to make incremental changes than to try to do the whole thing at the start. And that's absolutely correct. Absolutely. And anything else you want to add here, Zara? Nope.
1: I think I think we're good. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Yes. Like, thank you so really much. Really appreciate you.
0: All right. Thank you so much everybody for joining us. Have a wonderful wonderful weekend. We will see you next Wednesday.
1: Yes, next Wednesday. (laughs) See you guys.